0: Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Hey, I'm I'm really um, expectant this morning and I'm really uh, honoured and I'm really excited, actually. That was my emotion last night as I was still typing away. Um, just this excitement. Um, about this word that God has been stirring on my heart the last two weeks actually. And it's building and it's building and it's building up and I get to release that today and I'm, I'm expectant for him to really move powerfully um, this morning. So I'm just gonna commit it to him. Lord, this is your word. And Father, come Holy Spirit and let it touch those hearts, God. And thank you, God, that this word has impacted my heart already. Lord, it's impacted my heart already. So Father God, I pray for one more person it might impact today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I have been a soccer mum uh, for a few years now. Um, my little boy started playing soccer when he was very tiny. So Saturdays is our soccer day and I can get to majority of the games, some games that are maybe a four-hour trip, return trip I can't get to, but majority of the Saturday, Saturday games I can. Um, and... I recall going very recently to this soccer match on a Saturday and my normal crew that joined me weren't there that day, my my hubby couldn't make it and some friends that are um, parents as well, they couldn't make it. And it was just me um, in our little section cheering on this game. And there was other parents around but I kind of had no friends um, that day. And so I went there and I was kind of by myself cheering for the boys. So I thought to myself, I better make it good. Like, I better make my encouragement today really good. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go loud. Like, I'm going to be a loud encourager today. I don't know if you've been to some footy matches. Um, I'm not the angry encourager. I'm just the loud, nice encourager. Um, So I was on the sideline that morning and I'm like, I'm going to go a bit louder. I'm going to yell a bit louder. So the game begins and um, I just start. Yelling, you know, and I don't know, you've been to soccer matches and footy matches before. They sound all different. Um, But my yelling sounded like, you know, go Huddy, go Huddy, or go Narangba, go Narangba. So for a good, like, full 20 minutes, I just had those two sentences, basically, because I don't understand soccer. So I just have to, um, (laughs) I I just have to, um, I just have to go with go Huddy, go Narangba. So my two sentences were that morning, Go huddy, go narangba. And I was doing this over and over, very loud, can I say, like very loud. And I'm like, I'm gonna be the best encourager today for my son. So I'm on the sideline and I was doing this for like 20 minutes. Right up to nearly like half time, like whistle. Anyway, so I'm going, go huddy, go huddy, go narangba. I was doing that one real loud. Then Huddy comes to the side of the field while he's playing, the poor thing. He comes to the side of the field and I never forget it. It'll be a memory that's imprinted on my mind. He comes to the side of the field and he looks at me and he says, Mum, Mum, where North Pine? <laughs> <laughs> well, he just looked at me and he said, "We're North point." Well, I nearly died. Like I, I nearly died. I, I died. I wanted to shrivel up and disappear. That's what I wanted to do. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Now, for those of you who don't understand the backstory, Huddy had been playing for Narangba all of his soccer career until. Two years ago, he switches teams and plays for North Pine now. And for some silly reason, my mind didn't remember North Pine. My mind went back to Narangba days and no one came and told me. Like, no one came to the mum cheering really, really loud and tapped her on her shoulder and said, Narangba's not here. (laughs) Like There's no Narangba here. Oh, mate, I I went home that day with a funny story to the hubby and I was so embarrassed, very, very embarrassed. So for the second half of the match, I yelled out, go North Pine, double the amount of times I was saying go Narangba in the first half. And oh, so I I did so apologise to my son. He was so polite when he came to the side of the line and just said, so yeah oh, encouragement, encouragement. That day I was trying my best to encourage. I really was. And sometimes we can get it really, really wrong. Like I did that day. I got it really wrong. There was a man though in the Bible who got it really right. And um, we want to go there today and He in fact had a nickname um, and his nickname was, the meaning of it was Son of Encouragement. And you might know who I'm talking about, you might not have any idea, but his name was Barnabas. And I want to open the Bible um, today firstly to Acts 4.36 where he comes onto the scene for the first time. And he appears in the Bible in Acts 4.36. And it says, Joseph. Joseph was his real name. He was a Levite from Cyprus. So Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. And this week I have been studying Barnabas and his ministry of encouragement. And have you ever thought about encouragement in that way before? You know, as, as a ministry. And we can, we can easily overlook this ministry. Hey, we can easily undervalue encouragement. In all the conversations I have with people one-on-one, I don't think I've heard anyone share that they are suffering with too much encouragement. Not yet, I haven't. The Bible says in Proverbs 1624, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. It's a good proverb. You know, so who was this Barnabas? You might be sitting here and you might think, I've never heard of this dude before, I've never heard of this guy before. Who was he? So I want to um, show you who he was and what we can learn from him. And you know, what was his fruit? From his ministry of encouragement, so I want to um, take us to Acts nine, and this is where we see him really shine. You know, we saw him in Acts four sell a piece of land and bring it to the apostles. Um, he was a mentor, he was a leader, but in Acts nine we start seeing him shine, and I want to read a good chunk um, to us today, starting at verse twenty, and I'll have it up on the screen for those of you. At once he, and we're talking about Saul, at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. And day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. And when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas, here he comes. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how Damascus, he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus." So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He took and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, and, but they tried to kill him. And when the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, Samaria, enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers, So this is the first time we see Barnabas come on. And, you know, he's come and he's standing and he's helping and he's affirming Saul. He stands up when Saul was being rejected by the believers there, when they were afraid of him because of his reputation, his background. And he stands up side by side and affirms Saul. And you can, you know, you can imagine this, can't you? Barnabas just grabbing Saul's arm and bringing him in front of the apostles, standing with him and he's calling out specific things that Saul had done to give him credibility. And because of this encouragement, the fruit from his words was Saul being able to move around freely and preach and the church having peace and growing in numbers Barnabas, this is Barnabas, you know, what a legend. He was a mentor, a leader. You know, some say he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. And other things that Barnabas did, he provided Paul with opportunities to minister in Antioch and travelled with Paul on their first missionary journey. And he was willing, Barnabas was willing to let Paul advance as he moved on to his next mentee who needed his support. And that was Mark. And Barnabas did an excellent job you know, in preparing both Paul and Mark for ministry. And, and Paul actually became more prominent than Barnabas um, was. So we can learn a lot from Barnabas and his ministry of encouragement. There's importance of it. You know, there is a need there is a need for ministry of encouragement and to be able to mentor people in such a way that we are cheering them on even when they grow beyond us and not feel threatened by it. You know, instead as, you know, as we are secure in our own identity, just like Barnabas was, we can keep cheering them on and, and encouraging them. You know, being just honoured that we're seeing God raising them up and we're witnessing that. So Barnabas was a massive influence in people's ministries. Yet in all of the Bible, you know, we don't read a single recorded word written from Barnabas. What we do see though is his fruit from his encouraging words. To encourage someone is to cheer up, to console, to build, build up, to comfort, to cheer on, to champion one another, to speak truth, to call out the gold in someone, to see the best in one another, to help practically, to speak life into someone's life, to stand side by side with someone in a united front just like Barnabas was with Paul that day in front of the apostles. We need this ministry, we really do. And we have always needed this ministry of encouragement. And we need more people in it. We need more people being commissioned into this ministry and this anointing. And I believe that is what God is gonna do today. Let me um, just share why why we need it. Let me just share some stats. I went searching and it's very easy to find. Um, I just went onto the front page of our Lifeline website and they've got all the stats right there. And um, let me read to you what I found. August 3rd, this year, August 3rd, first day of lockdown. You may have already read this. Um, Lifeline received on the first day 3,345 calls on that Monday and it was their highest amount in 58 years. Front page of their website. Another one, one million Aussies reach out to Lifeline every year. There is one call every 30 seconds. So right now roughly our church service goes for an hour and a half and a half. Just this morning, that would mean 180 people have already phoned Lifeline by the time we finished this service. Nine Aussies take their life every day. We don't hear much about these stats. And 75% are male. Which does remind me, uh, one day in chapel, just very recently, uh, a person come, came and grabbed me and she said, Tam, have you noticed something about these prayer requests that we receive over the years? chapel on a Thursday morning and she's like majority of them are all from women you know and and, and she said I want to encourage the men to um, reach out and ask for prayer because uh, we've got a team waiting one in four Australians one in four one in four Australians are lonely and no one to speak to so that you know when I was just typing that up it just breaks your heart hey reading them but they do paint us, you know, a very clear picture of the need for the ministry of encouragement. Not only in our church, but in, out there in society. And our words can bring life to people around us. And we must pursue, we must pursue speaking words that will build each other up. Will build each other up. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. So what, you know, what does this look like on a practical day-to-day basis? Intentionally pursuing it. and first place it begins is in the home. It's not here. It's in the home. And it starts in the home. So I, I want to encourage husbands find out what your wife's love language is and begin loving her and encouraging her in that way and encourage her and bless her day. And wives, find out what your husband's love language is and begin loving him in that way and it will encourage him. And if you're sitting here and think, what on earth is she talking about and what the heck is a love language? I want to encourage you to come on the marriage course with me, term four, and you'll learn all about it. Tell your kids how amazing they are and what you see in them. It's important it starts in the home. Uh, We just had, as a family, we just had our very first family appreciation night last night. It was our first one. Um, Charlie actually founded the idea and founded the date. Um, But it starts in 2021 and she picked a date. It was the second Saturday um, of August. And I said, that sounds wonderful. We wrote it on the diary and uh, the family calendar. And last night we just sat around our dinner table and we um, had a feast and we just appreciated one another. And uh, we wrote our encouraging words to one another, and it's now... I I wasn't wanting it to be a competition, but apparently it is a competition now because they wanted to see which letter gets the most tears. So apparently Huddy won last night because his letter got Mum crying. So, um, But hey, that's just something that's happened in our family that um, came through um, one of our children. Um, So they do have some great ideas, and we look forward to many years of this new night that we celebrate. Uh, one another. Kids, teenagers and teachers, when you're walking around your school, look out for the kids who might be by themselves or not themselves that day and ask if they're okay and encourage them. You know, are your words building your peers up? Encourage your teachers, encourage your boss, encourage a stranger with great wisdom and discernment. And we can take one minute out of our day to encourage someone. Take the time to send a text when someone pops on your heart. You know, it takes 30 seconds to write a little text. And it's just simply fun to do. Like I find it very, very fun when someone lands on my heart and you get your phone out and you just start texting away and press send. It's fun. I find it fun. (laughs) But as you spend time with the Lord, allow Him to place people who are on His heart for that day to be on your heart for that day. That's what it's all about. And encourage out of that place. And if we, if we find ourselves getting easily frustrated with people, uh, it's a clear indication we need to just spend more time with Jesus. And your well can become dry very quickly. Allow Him to show you how much He loves you and people. And we all need to encounter His love for people. When you see something in someone, tell them. You know, you might be thinking they already know it or appear confident or thought, nah, they don't really need it. But your words will bring comfort and healing and support and it might just be the right timing. I want us all to go home today and think of three people Three people who you can come alongside of, just like Barnabas, and encourage on a more regular basis. And ladies, you could go and have a coffee together at a favourite coffee shop. Guys, you can go and run together, build something together, play golf together, box together, whatever it is. And just listen to one another and hear where they're at. Maybe even pray for them, but just show up. We need to be intentional about it. And it is a... It is a ministry. It's a ministry of encouragement. And it might not come with a title, but it comes with an opportunity to bear much fruit. And we need you. We need you. And just for a word for um, the people watching online or at home um, if you can and if you are able to, to get in jump in that car and come in because we need your encouraging words to our church family. Hebrews ten twenty four says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. You know, just uh, just this week, actually, uh, someone came to chapel on Thursday morning, and they had something in their handbag um, to give to me, and I felt so encouraged. That, look, the the Lord knows us, right? He knows us so intimately, and He just knows Tam will be blessed with a personal artwork, painted, hand painted. This is what this lady had for me. She came into church, she had painted something for me, and she gave it to me with words attached on the back. Gee, I felt encouraged. I felt so encouraged reading those words. It was really, really cool. Ministry of encouragement. You know, even uh, Barnabas made mistakes. He made mistakes and ev- every leader has their faults. And we're all imperfect people. And Barnabas was no by no means perfect. Because we read in Galatians 2.13, It tells us how Barnabas was influenced by Peter to avoid eating with the Gentiles while in Galatia. And it was hypocrisy because we knew Barnabas knew that Jesus came for all and not just the Jews. So we see Barnabas being prone to human weaknesses, just like each of us. Yet we still see everywhere he he went, great number of people were added to the Lord. Besides all the ways we have seen Barnabas encourage, I want to leave us today with the words from Jesus himself and how he encouraged people around him in different ways. And Jesus is our ultimate encourager, he is our best counselor, he is the, the greatest helper. And you might be here thinking or listening online, thinking, I, I don't really need this, I'm all good. But that's fine, I respect that. But for me, for me, I'm aware of my brokenness. I'm very aware of my brokenness. And I'm aware of my great need for Him and His encouragement every single day on a daily basis. And I wanna read to you his encouraging words and these are for us today. To the paralytic lying on his bed, Jesus said, take courage, my son, your sins are forgiven. To the woman with the hemorrhage who touched the fringe of Jesus' coat, he encouraged saying, daughter, take courage, your faith has saved you. To the disciples On the night he was betrayed, he encouraged them saying, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. And in this world you will have trouble. But take courage, I have overcome the world. And in his sermon on the mount, he encourages everyone around him. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And even when, this is the best one, even when Jesus was baptised Himself, a voice from heaven encouraged Him saying, this is my Son, this is my Son whom I love and with Him I am well pleased. And we can not only rest church in these encouragements to us from Jesus Himself and God the Father and Barnabas, but also be inspired by them so we too can join this ministry of encouragement and we can be a source of encouragement and a hope to those around us. We all need this ministry and likewise we are all to engage in this ministry. I want to give you a moment to respond today. And I just sense a real setting apart for some people in this room, like a commissioning into this ministry of encouragement today. And I'm going to pray a prayer over you um, today. And I want to mark this day for you that you'll step into this ministry of encouragement. If you sense this is you and you would love to respond, I'd ask you, I'm wanting to ask you to stand now where you are and I'm just gonna release this prayer over you. So if that's you, you may stand. going to step into this today. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the people standing in this room. Thank you, Jesus. You see who they are. And Lord, I pray for your anointing to come now and set them apart for the ministry of encouragement. Lord, place people on their heart on a daily, weekly basis to encourage and tell them who and tell them how. And I pray from this day forward in their quiet time, you will show them the words and actions. And Lord, I pray as they go and encourage in this church and outside of these walls, they will bear much fruit. People will see your goodness through them. People will see you, Jesus, because you have sent them. Lord, I pray for people standing who have a great influence on the next generation. May they be like Barnabas to many, but first show them who the ones they are to encourage regularly. Lord, I pray today that you start to open our eyes to those around us in new ways. Open our eyes to the down, the needy, the discouraged, those feeling unappreciated or forgotten. Bring people across their path, Lord, because you know that will speak life to them and bless them. Come Holy Spirit and move in power today. Father God, we pray for an increase for them in words of encouragement. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like the Holy Spirit just wants me to just share two words of encouragement this morning. And he's just highlighted two people right now. And Father God, I thank you for Jean. Lord, I thank you for Jean, God. Jesus, as I looked out there, Father God, I just saw a Barnabas standing next to Lyndall, Father God. And I just thank you, Jesus, that she is Lyndall's Barnabas. And I thank you for that anointing on her life in Jesus' Name. Thank you, great King. And Lord, I wanna pray for Campbell, Father God. I just lift up Campbell to you, Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for his anointing and for his ministry of encouragement to the church council, Great King. I thank you, Father, for his emails, Lord, nearly so regularly, Lord, with a Bible verse, with something to share um, as encouragement, Great King. And I thank you, Father, for the anointing that you have on his life, Lord. So Father God, I thank You, Jesus. And I just pray today, today, Lord, we will just step into, step into this anointing of encouragement, Father, not just in this space, but in our homes, in our church, in our workplace, in our schools, wherever You send us, Father God, put words of encouragement on our heart to share with the people around us. We thank you, great King, for who you are. We thank you, Father, for Barnabas in the Bible. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date from everyone here at Hope Community. Have the best week.